don't define the experience for them. Don't tell them definitively, like, this is what it is. Don't tell them definitively, this is what they should do or have to do or anything like that, right? The goal is to be there with them and support and empower them. Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Leanna. I am Jared. And it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Old school. Old school episode. We have updates and life, uh, life, major life. Real life stuff. Yeah, real, real life, life stuff. stuff to talk that, about. Yeah, it's going to lead into our topic. Also, I'm looking at this blue ball and my toenail polish is on your blue ball. I know. Okay, can we talk about the fact that how you know specifically that I have not vacuumed my apartment in three weeks. <laughs> but I actually, you know, I'm going to vacuum today. Like, it's like, I'm gonna yeah, have time like sure. later for a whole cleaning. Uh -huh. It's true, it's true. Okay, so I, I am very nervous, anxious. So I've been a nail biter my entire life. Um, and the times that I stop biting my nails, which I try so hard, I try so hard, I'll paint them, right? Mm -hmm. But then I sit there and I pick the paint off, or if my nails get long, I pick the paint off of my toes. Okay. So we had an interview, like what, three weeks three ago? Three weeks ago, yeah. Which I, I wasn't like, it's not like I'm nervous, but I just get like, I don't know, it's just like something to do. And I'm just yes. sitting there in the interview, I just picked off my toenail polish, it's everywhere. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and by the way, I had vacuumed like that morning. Yeah. And so then you came back to record the following week and you were like, friend, when was the last time you vacuumed? And you were like, because this is my nail polish from last week. And I said, I know. I've been looking at it every morning that I meditate because like the little part the little corner of my room where I meditate is like right near where <laughs> oh you I know I know if you guys have any tips for nail biting picking I don't know I've tried like my ex-boyfriend got me fidget spinners but I forget to use them and mm. I just need something I gotta fidget like all the time yeah I I bite my nails like and I like pick the skin around my nail, so I'll get yeah. like hangnails sometimes, yeah. and you yeah. bleed. I don't. And it's yeah, a whole thing. it's awful. I'm noticing yeah. that my teeth are starting to bother from like the because I grind my teeth at night, and now mm. like so I really mm. need I gotta like I don't know maybe I should invest in acrylic nails, but then like that really ruins your nails. So anyway, guys, if you have any tips, I've tried the stuff that tastes bad. Uh -huh. I've tried literally everything. So maybe someone has this magic formula. Maybe there's like a pill you can take that helps you stop biting. It's, it's called an anti-anxiety. <laughs> well, I'm already on one of those. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, before we go any farther, just head over to Apple Podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. Subscribe, rate, and review. Your ratings and reviews help the podcast get seen so we can keep growing and... Um, and then head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Every... Um, What's it called? Patronage? Patron? Or no? Every pledge? Yeah. A pledge. Yeah. Helps us produce the show without costs and yep. um, helps give you guys a show without ads. Yeah. That's it. Boom. Yeah. So it's like three bucks a month. Head over to patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. 
and help us out. See if you can support us. That'd be great. Yeah. We like being sort of like listener supported. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We're like the homegrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although we still have our, our sponsors. That's true. Um, that we just promote through social media, but they are on our website. So you mm-hmm. can visit them. www.hellongoodbyepodcast.com. Absolutely. Okay. We've got updates for you. Do you want to share yours first? Okay. No, wait. I have something fun to start with. Okay. Go. Okay. I thought we could name one thing we learned about the other on our road trip to St. George. Oh, now I'm nervous for what you're going to say about me. Okay, so I I have to like think of a good one for you. If this is like your first episode, Jared and I went on a road trip last weekend, two weekends ago, Mm -hmm. and it was our first time spending this much time together, Mm -hmm. like pretty much uninterrupted 24-7. Like sleeping in the same room, Yep. Um, supporting Jared with his triathlon, drinking, hanging out with new friends. Yep. Okay, so I have mine for you. Okay, I have mine for you. Okay, do you want me to go first? Uh, well, I think mine will be anticlimactic. Well, but... I think mine is anticlimactic too. Okay, you go first. Okay, you never fart. Oh, nothing! <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I had to hold in so many. That was going to be mine for you. I'm like, you're really considerate because (laughs) you like your stomach was upset on the last day. And you mentioned at some point you were like, well, it's drinking last night. It's we're in the car and I'm having to hold in all these farts. (laughs) And... And so I was like, that was really considerate. And there was like two other things. Oh, like you went and got snacks for both of us at one point. And like, you know, there was like other things. Yeah, I'm a very thoughtful person. Yes. But you're also a thoughtful person. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you bought me dinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we're a good team. Yeah. I, I may, I think it was just, I think it was just luck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. You had been eating super healthy. Yep. You had, that was like the first night you had alcohol in a while. Yep. And you had just ran a triathlon. So your body was probably depleted of any. Sure. Poop nutrients anyway. Yeah. I wasn't like especially gassy that weekend. And I'm like, I'm, if I, so what happens for me is like, so I do have like some stomach issues, although it's getting better. Uh By the way, quick tip for those of you who have uh, constipation issues, (laughs) we talk about poop every episode. I love it. I know. (laughs) If this process you have to skip forward. We should just change the show to Magnesium. Magnesium Mm. is amazing to help you have movement. Um, Just make sure you don't take too much of it because that shit will hit you hard. So literally. Um, that's interesting. Okay. A couple things for you to know. One, I think like a lot of times now, like, do do you fart like when you pee? Because that's the thing. Like when I was like 20, (laughs) this didn't used to happen. But like now that I'm older, when I go like into a bathroom and pee, like you're releasing all of your pelvic floor muscles to be able to pee. And when I do that, I usually like fart. 
Yeah. It's and that's a nice, it's like, that's exactly what you want to like get it over with while you're in the bathroom. Right. So that it's not like. Yeah. No, I, I it doesn't happen for me that way. Mm -hmm. And if I don't release it, when it, then it just gets stuck and I get bloated and I'm super uncomfortable the rest oh. of the day. Oh. Yeah. Can I tell you another secret? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh -huh. then we need to move on so we don't lose listeners. Yes. Okay, okay. good. Um, you can get away with farting like in a car seat or in a couch if you do it right. Okay. You've said this before and I do not believe you. I'm trying to remember if I like specifically remember farting when we were in the car and I might. Well, it works if your farts don't smell. If it's a really bad So I, but if you, <laughs> if you like don't move, if you fart and then... To position yourself in a way that it's trapped underneath you. Okay, that is not a thing. And then you don't move for no, a long time. No, you guys, no. That's if it's not a really nasty fart, like <laughs> this, this strategy won't work. But if it's like an average one, you can do it. It gets absorbed into no. the couch or the car seat or whatever. I just remember there was at some point you roll down your window to do something. And I was like, yes, this is my moment. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. 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 I do want to also say I have some recommendations of things I've been watching. Oh, cool. Okay. So we fin. My mom and I finally finished The Sinner, mm -hmm. all seasons one, two, and three. Season one is by far the best. Mm. But season two and three are also good. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep after them, so watch them during the day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But it's something like, like that scary or like suspenseful. Suspenseful. Or? Mm, okay. Yeah. Stuff like that hits me hard, though. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, my mom and I are obsessed with The Voice. Yes. Which I know you're not really. No, you're pulling Do you like me it? in. Yeah, okay. Man. My mom and I felt like you were bored last Wednesday. No, I was cool. You were I probably just tired. I would. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like low energy all. Okay. Week. So you're excited for The Voice on Wednesday? Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then younger is on its final season. Okay. And that, you can get that on Hulu. And it's just like this cute, it's like this just really cute, like romantic comedy, funny, um, like 20 minute episode show about this woman that pr pretends to be a millennial to get a job. And it's like really good. Oh, that's cute. You would hate that's it. That's funny. No, you would. Wouldn't. I mean, it's sort of sitcom-y, <laughs> which I don't like. Yeah, it's really yeah you don't like yeah, sitcomies. Yeah. Sitcomies. I don't like sitcomies. You don't like sitcomies. My friend's kids, the last time I saw them, they were like, they were like, you know, they're like young, like four and six or something like that. And they were like, they got really excited about having chips and everyone kept calling them chippies. Oh my god! And now I'm like so excited about calling chips chippies <laughs> all the time. Oh, one more recommendation. Yeah. Um, so I... I think I've said this before, but I get neurofeedback done, which is oh, like, yeah. uh, where they help. It just helps like kind of like stabilize the, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, and anyway, you have to watch a movie while you're doing it. Yeah. So anyway, I just finished driving Miss Daisy. It had been the first time I'd ever seen it. Have you watched it? No, I would watch that. Though. It is so good. It's, it's a, about, um, it, there's a lot of racism yep. or not racism. There's a lot of like race. Well, there is racism. Yes. But it's, yeah. it's like an interesting conversation, an interesting look at race mm -hmm. um, back in the time. And um, it was Morgan Freeman's like one of his um, one of the movies that kind of just got him yeah. really going. And it's just fab. It was just such a good movie. Yeah. That was like, I think that won the Oscar for best picture. Oh, I'm like sure. When it came yeah, out. Yeah. I like think it did. Yeah. Are you watching anything? 
I have been watching Mayor of Easttown on HBO, which okay. is like a thriller. Like Kate Winslet plays this like kind of middle-aged police detective in suburban Philadelphia. And what's amazing about Mayor of Easttown is like they're actually going for the Philly accent, which oh, nice. is like an extremely hard accent to pull off. And so it's Do fun. You, ha- you don't have a Philly accent. No, I have like a very, very light one. So it's people from California sometimes like will point out words mm. that I say that sound funny to them. But yeah, yeah I, I have a pretty light one. Okay. But, but so- yeah, that's it's a good show. It's like, it's uh, if you're into like detective, like kind of whodunit, like sort of those mm-hmm. sorts of shows. Oh, one more thing yeah. is um, we listened to a podcast on the way back with, um, it was Mark Grove's podcast. Yes. And Terry Cole yes. was on it. Yeah. And she wrote a book called Boundary Boss. Uh-huh. Did and you I, get I it? I ordered it. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm like excited to read it. It was like a really good episode. You guys should go listen. It's like one of the most recent episodes. It's on boundaries. Mm-hmm. And Terry Cole just wrote this book. She's kind of like an expert. And it's something I'm really working on, like setting boundaries yeah. and making, just kind of feeling empowered to do that. Because I've always, like I have my whole life, has been making sure everybody else is okay. Yes. You know, is every, yeah. what's going on? And then, and then when I've been in relationships where I'm like, hey, well, this is what I need, then it's like, it's not like accepted. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. I had this conversation, I had an awesome conversation with a woman of color who works in my field. And like this past week, and we, you know, just started chatting and kind of started talking about like, race and racism and what's happening in colleges and universities. Like so many administrators and students and all these people are like having conversations about this because colleges and universities need to do better. Like everybody needs to do better and all this stuff. And, you know, one of the things she said is she was like, you know, as a student, and she was an athlete in these kinds of things. She was like, it was easier for me to just like let so many things slide, mm. you know? And and it was really reminiscent of conversations you and I have had of like, now she's in this place of like, oh, that that's not okay with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And like kind of navigating how to do that. And it's, you know, it's almost like getting in touch with that inside herself first Mm -hmm. and then figure out how do I communicate this, Mm -hmm. you know, like what needs to happen, et cetera. Well, and you said something really interesting to me, something that really helped me like kind of think a little bit is, um, so the, the date that I had with this matchmaking guy Mm -hmm. that I, I feel like I've had to tiptoe around a little bit these last few episodes because I want to be respectful, but also like some of the, some things that happen just aren't okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so basically, you know, I had met with this guy and, and nothing, um, it was nothing like horrible, mm-hmm. but he just was all over me in 20 minutes. Like I'm not exaggerating, just mm-hmm you know, wanted to kiss me and pulling me in and holding my hand. And then I kept being like, Hey, like, let's just talk. And he scooted really close to me and just wouldn't let me breathe. And like the whole night just commented on how sexy I was and how he was just so attractive. And he couldn't like, he, 
he had no self-control and all this stuff. And it just made me feel so uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable. So I didn't set the boundary with him until the following day because it's like, you know, I'm like, well, he drove this amount of time. He paid for dinner. He, you know, I kind of like, I like him. He's attractive. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, I want to keep talking but i just want to keep talking like without the rest of it yeah and like you know and anyway you said something to me like well you were upset with him that he did this thing but also you have to be responsible for setting the boundary yeah i think i think what i said is like what i because in some of our conversations i mean I, I, you said that gen- you said it gently like I'm. yeah not, i wasn't hey, yeah, yeah and i yeah, wasn't yeah. trying to like sort of because blame it doesn't you, yeah and but. it doesn't like excuse like that you know, a, this is a first date, you guys. Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like kind of, I guess if you want to say like inappropriate behavior or just whatever, right? Yeah. Like, like not sort of being courteous and thinking about the other person or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think what I said was because in some of the conversations we had, it's like it it is really uncomfortable for you to set the boundary. And so it's like you are in a situation where someone's doing something and you need to set a boundary and that's so uncomfortable for you that you like sort of resent the person yes. for putting you in the situation yeah. to set the boundary and and like that's fair to a certain extent but I, I, I think what I was trying to say is like you know like hoping for you to get to a place where you just like set the boundary and put the discomfort where it belongs which is on the person mm-hmm. right because like and I, I feel that, like, whenever I set a boundary, too, it's like, oh, no, like, how are they going to react? Like, mm-hmm. now I feel like it's awkward or whatever. And then I know people in my life who never second-guess themselves. They're like, cut it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and they never afterwards go, oh, is, is he okay? Should I have mm-hmm. said that different? Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know? like. Well, I think it's like when you start setting boundaries, you're going to get what you want to get. Yeah. You know, like if, like even just someone reaches out and wants to get coffee or a drink with you and you don't have time in your life, like that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to do that. So it's like the, you know, the boundaries thing is, isn't just relationships. Absolutely. Everything. It's family. It's family. It's it's jobs. It's friends. And, um, you know, like it's okay to state what you need and what you want and, it, you're not responsible for the reaction of the other person. Yes. So anyway, I'm excited. Good I'll let you guys know how the book goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are we going to try to get Terry on the pod? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to read the book first though. Okay. And then I'll hit her up. Okay. Or like get a little bit into the book and then hit her up. And then yeah. by the time we have... Yeah, well, because me finishing in the book is like very slim. But I'm <laughs> at least I'll get through chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have an update I'm excited to hear about. So I've had an interesting week and change, I guess. So like when we got back from the triathlon, that was something I'd been like preparing for for a long time. And then I think I was like physically and emotionally exhausted because I was like really anxious leading up to it. Like mm-hmm. the whole week leading, I was like, okay, do I have my food for the race? Am I going to forget anything? Let me check the weather again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it says it's windy. Oh, now it doesn't say it's going to be windy. Uh, you know, and like I was a mess. And so I feel like there was like kind of like a letdown. Mm-hmm. Like there was like this like 
empty, sort of like, now what? And I was like, lonely. Mm. And uh, I don't know, it was just weird. And so I like activated Bumble and Hinge again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Which that. Is okay. Yeah, it was just fine, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're single. Yes. But then that was like its own like. Well, the then that's a letdown because like. Absolutely. Why yes. don't you? You should hire Jade and have her do it for you. <laughs> that's an interesting idea. Um, I think I would be like, I don't like any of these people you picked for me. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? So the other thing, and this is interesting when we're talking about boundaries and stuff like that. So the other update I think is like, so before I kind of deleted Bumble and Hinge like a month ago or something like that, I had been talking with someone, right? And you gave me the advice of like saying like, hey, like I'm really like moving slow, just looking for friendship at that point, blah, blah, blah. So we've continued to hang out. Like we've hung out maybe like three times over like the last month. And so it's been like moving really slow. And then I think the last time we saw each other before the race, we like kissed a little bit and she's really cool or whatever. So then, so she and I hung out on Thursday and um, had fun, ended up drinking Mm -hmm. and And so, and we like made out a little bit, but then she had to leave or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then like I had, you know, like with you, I had what, like three or four beers over. Mm -hmm. And so I had about that again on Thursday. And then I woke up on Friday, like, and it felt like it just kind of like took my. um, Energy? Zest? Yeah. Like, you know, like it. I think it fucks with like your dopamine and stuff totally. like that, right? Yes. Like, so I was feeling that on Friday, like that, like meh. Um, and then last night we hung out again, and we ended up like making out and fooling around, and I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. So like, does she know about the podcast? Yes. Does she listen? No. Okay. And so what I want to say, like, she was great, right? Like, nothing... Well, obviously, you like her, I mean, enough. Yes. Like, you've hung out with her this amount of time. Yes. and So she, what is your hesitation? She's a lovely person. I think, like... Do you feel like you're ready? Maybe not. And maybe, like, I think also, like... Do you ever wonder if things go, you, like allow or steer things in a romantic direction with someone just because you like have like them or like like them as a person and you're like oh i like this person we get along they're into me and you you know like when maybe it's not like someone that you're like super like romantically or like sexually drawn to you know? Oh, for sure. Because it's it's nice to have the company. Yes. And you've invested the time. And so it's like, it would be great if it did work. And then you're like trying to talk yourself into being yes. attracted to them. Because I'm like, like this, this is a beautiful woman that I'm talking about. She's like lovely and great and likes me and she's fun to be around and blah, blah, blah. You know? So like then there's this like, what's wrong with me kind of thing. Well, I mean, but I mean, if you think about it, like. I've hung out with a lot of great men that 
I just didn't feel a connection with. And there's a lot of men that have hung out with me that just didn't feel a connection with me. I think it's just kind of part of the process. Like you can be really attracted to someone or like who they are as a person and not romantically compatible. I do think it would be interesting for you to to look at the situation though of like, you know, we were talking about on last week is like you keep finding yourself drawn to the same type of person. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get away from that. Jade's like, try and date someone completely opposite of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe it's okay that you don't feel sparks right away. Could that continue? Or it's also okay to just be like, you know, I don't want to lead this person on. I think I'm just not there with them. And I think it's just better that I call it. Or you could just be honest and be like, I I just want you to know I'm, I'm not sure. And yeah. if you want to keep hanging out, like I'm open to it, but I just don't know where I'm at. And I just want to be honest with you about that. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think she is different, like is a different type of person. And there's been, you know, like the way it's gone really slow and there's not been like texting every day. So there's like this really like nice sort of secure healthy. vibe. It sounds yes, healthy. Yes. And, and also like, I've been like, Mm, am I interested in just friendship or am I interested in something more? I've been like really on that fence. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I think the thing that I feel bummed about, I I don't even know if I feel bummed about it, but it, sometimes I think you can have intimacy with someone and they haven't done anything wrong, Mm -hmm. right? haven't been pushy or whatever or whatever but because you don't feel that trust and connection and emotional safety with them that it just feels kind of bad yeah totally after yeah you know so that's kind of what you're feeling i'm feeling that yeah it's like you're not emotionally connected yeah. And so you guys made out. You had some drinks. Did you have drinks last night? No. Oh, you so didn't that drink was last a good night. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you guys made out. And do you feel like, um, like you don't want to hurt her because you guys have been kind of physical at this point? I, I, yeah. Like it's like that's it. And like there's a part of me that's like, I should have stopped because I actually I'm I'm now like realizing like. I did the same thing I was just talking to you about, about like where I was like not really comfortable, but it was fine. And I just went along with it. Mm. And like, so it was a moment for me while I was like on a run today earlier being like, I'm going to try to not put myself in that situation again. And again, mm. this person did nothing wrong. She was lovely, wonderful, communicative. You just felt whatever. like she wanted to keep making out, fooling around and you weren't, really there but like it felt nice so you were open to it but then you didn't really feel it and so then you felt bad afterwards kind of yeah Yeah, i've been in that place like ten thousand times yeah yeah and then i'm like thinking about like sort of owing it to myself to connect with myself in that moment and just like sort of say sooner like Hey, I'm not feeling this. Uh, let's put on a movie. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Like, and you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually done that one time with a guy. Yeah. Uh, it was this guy I was like really attracted to. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, please. I was really attracted to him. And we ended up making, I was giving him private yoga sessions. And uh-huh. I asked him, 
like, was he attracted to me? Blah, blah. I mean, this sounds like horrible, but it was like, it was like a unique situation. It wasn't like, I wasn't at the studio. It wasn't like inappropriate or anything. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, well, do you want to like make out a little bit? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So like <laughs> we started making out and I like, there was no spark. There was no chemistry. I didn't even really like the way he made out. And so like I tried, I lasted about seven minutes and I, I was like, you know, I'm not really feeling this. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. And he was just like, okay. I mean, like I could tell he was like taken aback. Disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I was like, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. What are you going to do now? I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly going to like have a conversation and like be honest and just say like, hey, I, I don't know where I'm at. Maybe I'm more at kind of like a friendship place than anything else. And you didn't do anything wrong, but that's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, you know, but it's also like, I think it also made me aware of the fact of like, just being kind of lonely, mm. you know, because obviously like you and I are close and we get to see each other a couple times a week from doing the podcast and hanging out with your mom on Wednesdays. And, um, but like I lost my like closest guy friend out here, mm. you know, a few months ago, like my friend that I was like, riding bikes with like every week and then like oh i didn't know he moved he moved oh, yeah i didn't know that yeah and so that was oh. like my friend who like we would literally like riding bikes together like we would have a two-hour conversation mm. every saturday morning you know and it was like something that was like really important maybe to me. you should like, join the redland cycling group i don't like cycling that much and i don't like people <laughs> who are really into cycling <laughs> i mean maybe i should well, but, but I'm sure there's a group that they're just like want to have fun and go to Stell after. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't know. Now that COVID, you're vaccinated. COVID's less. COVID yeah. is less of you know prevalent at least in California. Yeah. Now, now that I'm vaxxed and waxed, I <laughs> I should really get out there. I literally am vaxxed and waxed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I think it's good that you're. You know, I. I've been in the place that you're at so much. I know. Times. And it was, yeah, it's just kind of that like icky feeling. Yeah, and then, totally. And like, again, all on me. Um, and, but it's a good thing. Like, it's cool to like have this realization of like, even like kind of like honoring myself more like in those moments and not like losing myself in just going with the flow or whatever. So in that way, it's like kind of cool self-awareness and then. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're feeling lonely and it, it makes sense. Like I remember after my wedding, it, just depressed mm. because it's like you look, it's like this day that you prepare for and you look forward to it and then yeah. it's done and you're just like, well, that, what, what can I look forward to now? What is there yeah. now? What do I have to do now? Yeah. And I think it's also like, I think my energy was just real low and like I couldn't. Like my body was well, all jacked so up, so I much out of your body. So I couldn't like be like working out, which I think right. made me even feel yeah, more down totally. in the dump. So it was just a big like. Well, up you and do down. have a really cool trip coming up. I do. That's exciting. That's like at the end of this month. So I got like two and. I don't half think you've told people up. what you're doing. Okay, so my I have an amazing uncle who. Um, knows how to sail. And when I was like a little boy, he like took me on a sailing trip with him. Uh, cause he got to borrow like his rich friend's boat and we like sailed around the Chesapeake Bay for like five days, him and my aunt and my aunt's passed away now, but his whole family, they used to do these ridiculous 
sailing trips where they would like fly to the Virgin Islands and then just sail around island to island. And so um, they are doing that trip again. But it's not a sailboat. It's like a, like one of these like ridiculous fucking luxury yachts. And one of the people in like their immediate family group couldn't go and had to bail out. And so they had this like one person cabin spot open and they're like do you want to take it and i was like fuck yes like do i want to hop around from island to island on a like luxury yacht like yes i do so uh i bought my flights that's at the end of this month i'm super excited well i didn't tell you this yet i am i just because i just talked to the person on thursday i'm gonna get uh free diver training before i go Do you know what that is? Diver like to dive in the ocean? Yeah. So they like teach you these like breathing techniques so that you can basically hold your breath for like two to four minutes and go down like 30 feet under the water. And like, so it's like you're sort of scuba diving. You're without like any kind of oxygen or whatever. Are you going to be getting international insurance? Yes. Okay, There's travel insurance and everything. No, travel insurance, but like. Also, oh, my international health insurance? Yes. I might call you my insurance company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being concerned for me. But yeah, so I'm going to do that one of the weekends coming up. And so then I'm going to like get like a decent mask and snorkel and like Good. check out. The, I'm going to have my, because you know what, what made me want to do this. Oh, the uh, my octopus teacher? Yes. Ah! <laughs> By the way, my octopus teacher, I think, won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Stop it. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. You guys, if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's so good. We watched it twice. It's beautiful. It's really pretty. Yeah. Jared cried. I did. What's going on with you? Well, I went from talking to multiple men to talking to like a half a man. <laughs> <laughs> Not like... A, a one half of one man, but you're half talking to one man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just checking. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I, we didn't really do a, a dating update on last week's episode with Jade. Mm-hmm. Cause we had to talk about St. George, but essentially I had told you guys about the guy that bought me the shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like him. Mm-hmm. I still think about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told him that my heart is with this guy with this other guy who I haven't met yet. We've been talking for a month. Yes. He's moving to, he's moving out here. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, I don't feel comfortable having, I, I don't feel comfortable asking for your time and investment when this is where my heart is. And I said, I need to follow through with this. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him any details. So I said, I need to follow through with something and I will reach out to you and let you know either way. Yeah. Um, and he responded so great. He was like, I respect you even more. Um, like, thank you so much for, for being such an amazing human. He's like, I really like you. And he's like, and I'm at this point in my life where, um, like, I'm not going to tiptoe around my feelings anymore. Like if I find someone or something I like, I'm going to say it. And he's like, um, so I'll be patient. What? Like, is that like the most attractive response imaginable? Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So then, uh, the matchmaking guy no longer existed. There was this other guy that was like a setup and that's 
nothing. Um, okay, so the hinge guy is the main thing. Um, and he, you know, without being respectful, not going into much detail, it was just, it was hard. Talking was all we had. Talking mm -hmm. was all he had. He was going through a really stressful situation. I was going through a really stressful situation. There's definitely some anxious avoidant there. Um, and I think it just, I set, tried setting a boundary to protect myself. It triggered something in him. We got in an argument about it and he's like, I'm calling this, mm. um, which was really hard to hear. Um, yes. But also I had been kind of struggling with it the few days. So it was like, maybe this is for the best, but it just sucks. Cause like we invested all this time and still hadn't met. Yes. So where we're at now <laughs> is, um, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit after cause it was a uh -huh. heated conversation. Okay. And he's like, I really, he's like, I really like you. He's like, I'm worried though, that this is one of those relationships that's a trauma triggers trauma triggers trauma yes triggers it's trauma. like that well that, that was gonna be my question is do you feel like it was the like intensity drug kind of thing a little part bit. of the spark and then because yeah, there's the yeah. sexual chemistry or whatever mm -hmm. but also i don't really feel like either of us has been given a true fair shot at this because we've never met in person yeah still still haven't still met. haven't met Wow. So, I mean, by the time this airs, we could have potentially met, actually. Oh, stay tuned, I listeners. know, <laughs> I know. So, I, you know, we're talking, he's, I want to meet him. Mm -hmm. He's still thinking about if that's the right decision for him. And I just said, if it's not the right decision for you, I think you should honor that. And mm -hmm. you can let me know. And he's like, I just want you to know, like, we had a really great talk today. He was like, I just want you to know, like, this has nothing to do with me not having feelings for you. He's like, I just, I've been in these really tough situations and he's like, and I'm trying to um, really listen to my gut and my feelings and do what's best for that. Good for him. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, yeah. I want, you know, like, you know, I, my, am I a little on edge about it? Yes. Yeah. Are there some things that I'm worried about? Yes. Um, and him too. So it's like. It's a weird, it's, it's like unparalleled to anything I've uh -huh. ever experienced. Can I ask you a question though? If you, like when he's been in the pursuer seat of like feeling super into you and like blah, 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 like, cause you also had some like, I'm really not sure about this feelings too. Right? No, not at all. I've always really liked him. Really? Yeah, and I always felt like I was more of the pursuer the whole time, which is, I think, why I like him. We, yeah, which is why you're not really, like, because, well, you and I, like, was isn't this the guy that we were talking about, like, music stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so what I was, what I wasn't liking was the lack of attention. Mm, okay. The, the, um, I felt like I was the one pursuing. Yes. I felt like I wasn't, it wasn't reciprocal, but... I had to also keep in mind that at this point in my life, it wasn't about me. He mm -hmm. had this huge thing he was going through. He warned me about it. Mm -hmm. He has every right to not text me back on something, to not sure. respond to something. Sure. And I then I have every right to see how I feel about it. Yes. And I didn't always react well when something didn't go my <laughs> way. Okay. So to be fair and to kind of give him some benefit of the doubt, he has kind of 
he has stuck around with some of my reactiveness. Mm, okay. So I don't know. I just, I'm just, I feel I'm trying to be a little bit go with yeah. the flow with this now. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't happen, of course I'll be disappointed. If it happens and we meet and there's zero chemistry, then I'll be like disappointed, but also like, okay, well there's that. Yeah. And if we meet and there's like crazy chemistry, then it's going to be scary. Mm. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of buildup. Yeah. So anyway, stay tuned. <laughs> well, and I just want to also point out, you've put up with some of his reactive. Absolutely. Too, yes. Right? It's been, yeah, it's, it's been both sides. Yeah. It's been both sides. Um, and yeah, it's not just, I, I actually feel like overall, I actually feel like I've showed up pretty well mm -hmm. considering my abandonment stuff. Yeah. And that this whole situation has been that. Uh-huh. Um, but again, not his fault. It's just the situation at hand. I don't know. I can't talk about it too much. I can't go into like a lot of detail okay. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you'll know next week what happens. Okay. Keep us posted. Okay. We're excited. Okay, so should we talk about it? Yeah. Okay. So I guess for like our main quote unquote topic. Yeah. Um, we, I went through something this week and Jared suggested that maybe we talk about it as a way to, um, empower others. Yes. So. Trigger warning. Absolutely. Huge yeah. trigger warning. So we're going to be talking about sexual assault. Yes. Not in a graphic way, right? No. We're not going to talk about like actual things that have happened, but Actually, we're going to, this is a conversation about the process, like after the fact. Yes. Right? Like okay. what are, what can you do? Yeah. And how can you be there for someone? Yeah. And um, what, I guess, what are the guidelines even of sexual assault? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I had a, um, a situation come up in the last month or so where I met an advocate mm -hmm. for a sexual assault hotline. Yeah. So for folks who don't know, right, most counties and cities have like a group of people. They're usually volunteers who get trained who can sort of like help people through the process of reporting a sexual assault of like knowing what your options are. You know, they can talk you through what happens when you get the police involved, what that process looks like. They can talk you through what it's like to, like, go to the hospital and get a rape kit and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so th when you say an advocate, you met one of these people who is trained yes. and kind of does this. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I found out through her, without she even knowing what I had experienced myself, that there's a victim compensation program. So a victim of violence compensation mm -hmm. program. And is that available in all counties? Because this was specifically for our county. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, like I would say like if you've gone through something like, you know, do some Googling, like talk to some people, like see if there are programs in your area. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I found out about this and I'm like, Wow. Like, this is kind of an interesting scenario of, like, or an interesting thing that I found out because, you know, 
for sexual assault, they offer things like counseling, um, you know, rides, help, people being there for you, um, compensation. And I just, I talk a lot about on the show about things that I've gone through with my vaginal health mm -hmm. of um, UTIs, vaginal infections. And what I haven't mentioned is also chronic pelvic pain that I've had to see a pelvic PT for. Um, and, you know, it's all from this event mm. that happened four years ago. Mm -hmm. So for me, it took me weeks, if not months, to really figure out what had happened. Um, and by the time I processed it and realized what had happened, I didn't think there was anything I could do mm -hmm. because it had already happened. I felt shame that it was my fault. I had been drinking. Um, there were texts after me saying positive things after the fact mm. that I thought that no one would believe me what happened. Yes. Um, plus I didn't want to ever see this person again. So anyway, I decided to talk to the advocate I called, which is a huge step. Yeah. So after a couple of things. So after you met this person, you found you, you found out like, oh, wow, there's all these services to yeah. help women who have been through things like I've been through or whatever. So now four years later, you're at a very different place and you're like, I actually want to go through some of this process. And like, I, I feel differently about things mm -hmm. now than I did then. Yeah, I was like, I was like, just open to if I can, if I can just come to them and I can be like, here are my medical bills. Because yeah, you had an ER visit. Right? I had an ER visit. I had um, out-of-pocket expenses for specialty doctors. I had um, supplements, uh, suppositories, things that I tried over like, and over and all over. All kinds Yeast of things, infection right? medication, um, acupuncture, therapy where I'm spending, yeah. you know, a ton of money every month. Um, uh, this holistic health person that I was seeing. So I'm like, if I can somehow be compensated for this, maybe that'll bring me some closure or maybe it'll be empowering or it could just help. So I found the uh, how to do it. It's a applications online mm -hmm. and I started filling it out. And there's a place on the application where you can put an app. You have to put an advocate representative. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to, but I think. I actually, I think you do have to. Um, and so I called the advocate specifically with the district attorney in this county. Mm -hmm. And they were like, listen, basically, they're, no, they're not going to take this application seriously unless you have a police report. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and what I found out is that you can report an incident up to seven years after the fact. Yeah. So... I, it, it, it was like, do I want to report it? Do I want to keep going with this? Or is this too much hassle? Is this too much? Is yeah. it going to bring up enough? You're going to have to relive it again. You have to talk to police. What if no, What if they question you and say, well, what were you wearing? Or why did you do that? Or why didn't you say no? Or why didn't you do more? Or, well, this text doesn't, shows me that you didn't really feel this way or whatever. Like there's all mm -hmm. that fear of like not being taken seriously or, um, you know, 
it just the disappointment of like, what if nothing comes of this and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I decided that it was something I, I felt I needed to do. And so on um, a week ago, Tuesday, I called mm -hmm. the police department, the local police department, and a police officer came out to uh, meet me. And the advocate that I had originally been talking to met me there as well. So oh, great. I had the advocate there and mm -hmm. I had the police uh, policeman there. And I had to share briefly what happened. And then I had to go through it again while he took notes and mm -hmm. asked me specific details. Yep. Um, you know, they do have to ask you, well, why are you waiting now till you report it? Mm -hmm. um, why? Um, you know, just things that can trigger. It can trigger yes. that, right? Um, and it was really hard, but I felt very supported by the police officer, actually. Oh, that's like, so wonderful. Very supported. Yeah. Um, he confirmed to me that he believed it was sexual assault. Mm. And he was very grateful that I had all the texts. He was shocked how much I remembered from the night. Mm -hmm. And um, so... The process here on out, I'm going to keep confidential. Sure. But, you know, just so you know, if you do report this, you always have the option to press charges or not. Yep. And you do get a police report that I can then now use to upload into my file for this victim compensation mm -hmm. application. Um, and I was really, really, like anxious sick like shaking the whole day like really mm. like it was um it was hard it was a really hard thing to do but i felt like after i did it i felt so empowered yeah like it's just something that i like i think every woman going through or man or you know lgbtqia community like yeah. whatever it, this can happen to anyone any gender, Absolutely. any race, yep. any age. Um, and I think what I found out and I, you helped a lot with like options of like, well, what are your options? And you know, the options are, you can call hotline. You can do nothing. Mm -hmm. You can tell a friend. You don't have to tell a friend. Mm -hmm. You can get support. You can follow a police report. You don't have to press charges. You can press charges. Yep. You can go through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. and, and so you have options. And I think, for me, I felt so empowered by reporting and feeling the support of the advocate and the policemen. And so any anything moving forward that I decide to do, I know I'll be supported. And I know that it could be really hard and that sure. nothing could happen yep. or something could happen mm -hmm. or, you know, I decide to change my mind or, you know, whatever it is. And I think, I think it just, I wanted to kind of let you guys know like what you can do. Like there's Absolutely. options, like there's options. And I'm sure there are people that report and they don't feel the support that I felt. Yes. You know? So uh, yeah, unfortunately there's a lot of law enforcement that haven't received that kind of training about. Yeah, he had received specific training. Yeah. About like asking the questions in a sensitive way, explaining why you have to ask certain mm -hmm. questions and those kinds of things. Yeah, and I mean, I, yeah, and I, I think, I, I think it's great that you're sharing this with folks because 
your story is so common, right? Of like, you know, and this is part of the training like I've received in my role in dealing with these things on a college campus is like, a person's feelings and even their understanding of what happened in an event where there was trauma can change drastically over time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if this was seven, eight years ago, like you might get, you know, like people who responded might have been like, well, you sent him this text that looks like, you know, you guys are still friendly and cool. So obviously what you're saying isn't true, right? Like, so like mm-hmm. that would have been like before people really understood like how trauma affects people in these situations and stuff like that and making sure that all of the services and responses to something like sexual assault are trauma informed. Um, but your experience is so common, the self-doubt, the guilt, the shame, the like not sure how I feel about it, the let me just have it go away. And so, and, but I also think like, I hope people can learn from what you're sharing is like, there may be a lot of support and resources that you don't even know about. Mm -hmm. And you can access those supports and those resources without necessarily like, you know, agreeing to press charges and go through a whole court thing and whatever, Um, you know, and, and, and there may be counties and areas where there's not as much available, you know, but you don't know until you look. And also I think, um, you know, what I, what I also hear you saying is that in your decision to do some of this, like no matter what happens from here, like just the decisions you've made in the past couple of weeks have brought like a different level of I don't, I, maybe I don't want to say healing or like, but absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, it's been, it's definitely been an interesting process. Um, I've just really been inspired by some really strong women around me Mm. who have had similar experiences. And I may did something that is not normal for me and really felt a lot of anxiety about, but I opened up to my family and told my family about what had happened. Wow. And that what the process was going to be moving forward um, that, and I, I said, you know, I don't really want to be asked about it. If I want to share something, I'll share it. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of, you know, I just, I didn't go into a lot of detail, but I felt so supported and um, like, I felt like I wasn't hiding anymore. Like I felt like all of these years, like all of my, um, like vaginal stuff and like my mom knew about it and I just never said why I never Mm. told anybody why. Mm -hmm. Um, and even my pelvic PT was kind of like a secret, like nobody knew I was going to pelvic PT and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because there's a lot of, there's just, especially, you know, being a pastor's daughter, you just never know what the reaction is going to be. Um, and I felt nothing from but support. I feel so relieved that they know. Mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome story. And I hope it's as inspiring to people listening as it is to me. Because I think your journey when something like this happens to you is your own. And you can change your mind. And you can change it back. And you can change it years later. And like 
you should do what you need to do for yourself. And, and I love that you had this experience of kind of self-empowerment, of owning, of taking some steps for yourself. And, you know, just kind of the reality of it, of like saying out loud to somebody, let alone like an official, you know, person from law enforcement of saying like, this is what happened to me. And, and even just saying it, regardless of the other person's response, can be great, but especially when you get the response of like, yeah, this is a real thing. And like, what happened to you was not okay, right? And just even that kind of validation and mm -hmm. being heard and being believed and can be really, yeah, re really healing for people and really profound in their, in their journey to kind of like move forward from something like this happening. Mm -hmm. So I think it's awesome that you had that positive experience. And I think it's awesome that you I've taken the extra step to like be brave and like sort of share what this process looks like. Cause I don't think this part of it gets talked about a lot, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, it's so interesting. You know, the, I was kind of telling you this, um, because I had another uncomfortable situation happen just recently and, um, you know, it, it happens so often and I'm just, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm just so, over it like I'm done mm -hmm. and I'm just like you don't don't mess with me right now yeah like don't like be a good human being ask for consent like go listen to our consent episodes again like maybe mm -hmm. we should have another one like what is consent it's like a verbal like what it right it like yeah clear verbal like indication yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um I, I want to say this too, like, I, I think, you know, it's really important. Well, it's not really important. It's not, well, I mean, it depends again, like what you want to do, but, um, I have shared what happened to me to most of the guys that I have been with intimately mm. to let them know that I have had this happen. Mm -hmm. And that's why I cry usually mm. after sex. It's mm -hmm. a, it's not even, I can't control it. It's mm. like the trauma is triggered. Um, and I would say like the, like the guys who have been overly supportive, um, like those are the ones that I feel safe with. Yeah. Right. And so I think for those who, if this has happened to you, like I would encourage you to open up to your partner about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Should we cut this out? I don't, no, know. I I don't even good. know what I'm saying. I think you're saying something really important, right? Which is that the stigma and the shame and the sort of like self-doubt and like keeping it inside is I think like maybe the most damaging part of an experience like this. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that like your choice to sort of share this with men that you've been with since has been a positive experience for you. And it also shows you like what kind of man you're dealing with in terms of his response, right? And like, and, and you know, like, yes, not, not everybody, you know, it, it's any person's choice who's been through something like this and they might not want to tell people in their life mm -hmm. and, and maybe that's okay. But from my experience of supporting women in my life, of women that I've seen go through various processes, through the work that I do, it's almost always like something that is profoundly good and helpful of like sort of 
saying it out loud and getting that feedback of like, this wasn't your fault. Like, this is real. Like all of that. So I think, I think, I think, you know, the steps you took even before this of sharing this with partners and stuff like that, I think is like a baby step along this Mm -hmm. way, like on this journey. Right. And again, just like grief, everyone's going to do it at their own pace in their own order. The steps may be all different, you know, orders for different people or whatever. Some people will never take certain steps, but we'll take others or whatever. There's no right or wrong, but I think, you know, do what, what feels healthy for you to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Why don't we just kind of end with, can you give us some tangible tips for if someone opens up to you? about this, of what things to say, how you can help them, what you can do for them? Yes, great question. Um, let me see if I can like, I wanna sort of remember everything and not leave important stuff out. So the really, the, the overarching rule that I always want, encourage people to remember is that when someone shares something like this with you, what that means is they've been in a situation that was really scary and overwhelming where they had the power taken away from them. So what you don't want to do is recreate that dynamic in a way. And I think people do that sometimes even when they mean well. What you, so what you don't want to do is define the experience for the person or get really insistent about what they should do. And a lot of times I've seen like, like let's say it's a woman reporting her other women friends will in in, out of a protective instinct for their friend will be like this is rape we need to go to the police right now like blah 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 blah. and the and when the when the person who's who's the survivor herself isn't there that's profoundly like now i'm being pushed and pressured into something that i don't know so 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 don't do that right don't don't define the experience for them don't tell them definitively like this is what it is don't tell them definitively this is what they should do or have to do or anything like that right the goal is to be there with them and support and empower them you know and so it's it's also don't don't play police detective right you might not need all of the details. Well, you don't need all of the mm-hmm. details to support your friend um, or any person in your life. Um, be open and okay if they want to share that, but also like, you know, and be really careful about those questions that can come off like blame and judgment. Yeah, victim like, blaming. Yes, of like, well... How much what were you wearing? You were you flirting with this person? Yeah. Why didn't you tell him no? Or yeah. why didn't you? T- why didn't yeah. you try harder? Well, you did go back to his house. So right. what well, was you he were supposed to around think, with right? him. Yes. Yeah. Right. So be really careful about all that stuff, and and uh, you know, don't do any of that, and just sort of listen. And and I think a really good thing is to just like, if you know about what resources and supports and options are available. You can share that with them, but you can also like do the research together, like be with them in that and, you know, say, you know, so a lot of times if it's something that has just happened, right, like, and the person is considering whether or not they might press charges, it's best not to shower. It's best to go to the hospital and get a, you know, like what they call, 
A yeah. SART kit? Yeah, a SART kit, right? So, like, it's a medical kit, and they'll, like, usually, like, take the clothing that you were wearing and stuff like that, and they'll they'll take sort of samples and, you know, things like that. Um, and that is a tough process, so it helps to have someone, like, there with you through that. You're in the ER or the hospital and there's like long wait times and sometimes there's people like walking by like looking in like what's going on in there and so having someone with you through that is like really important but I think the biggest thing is like re-empower the person let them know everything that happens from here is up to them and there's no right or wrong um and just kind of be there yeah and um also um for the victims um I recently learned that anyone can be your advocate and you mm. are allowed to say who you want there with you. So, you know, if you want your mom or your friend or yep. your boyfriend or whatever, they can be there and be in your advocate. And you can also call an advocate. So if you call the police station, just let them know like, Hey, I need you to call an advocate to meet you here with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't want to call a professional advocate, then you can have anybody else with you as an advocate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, should we give, like, let's give, like, the national hotline? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is through RAIN. Do you yes. know RAIN? Yes. RAIN is a, is a great organization. Um, yeah, they're, like, the national. It's RAINN.org. Yeah, and so they have all kinds of really good information and, and stuff like that. So the number is 1-800-656-HOPE, um, and it's a national sexual assault hotline. It's free. It's confidential. They could probably give you the number for a county hotline, mm -hmm. um, you know, help you, you know, just get, essentially give you the information that's what my experiences was. My experience was with the advocate is she just was like, you can do this. You can do this. Here's what this looks like from now on. You can do this and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for being so brave and sharing with everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, really quick, I want to shout out, you know, I know we said we won't do ads, but like, um, one of our sponsors, V Fresh is one of the reasons that, it's such a, a um, personal thing for me. Yeah. Is because it provides solutions for that helped me after years of, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, I feel so connected to it because it's, it's VFresh is empowering women to take the vag their vaginal health into their own care mm -hmm. because doctors don't know a lot about chronic bacterial vaginosis and chronic yeast infections. And they just give you medication after medication, medication, and it just irritates the same symptoms. And, um, you know, it's just so nice to be a part of a, a, a group of women, uh, Natasha Samago, the CEO, who's like, just wants to help other women. Um, yeah. and so, you know, go check them out. Vfresh.com. Um, you use uh, code hello 2021 for, um, 10% off your first order, but like, all of that, you guys supporting that company helps that company support other women yeah. who have gone through, I mean, mo how, what's the number of women that have been sexually assaulted? Like one in... They say like between like, you know, like, so there's some numbers that say as high as one in four, 
But you know, like yeah, one and one and five, one and six. I mean, yeah, it's just really yeah, hot. it's yeah. it's it's horrible. So um, so yeah, that's why for me it was just such a. It's just it's so important to to support other women and to empower other women. Um, and you know, if you guys feel free to, if you've gone through a similar situation or you need advice, like feel free to DM us. Like I I, I don't know that I will be able to give you advice, but I can at least steer you in the right direction of someone that can help you. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we just, we want to be here and support you and empower you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I know that was kind of heavy. Yeah. But, but also empowering. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it's been a, it's been a week. <laughs> Yeah, well, good for you. Um, we're, we're, we're all here with you. You've got the full H&G family in your corner. Thank you. Yeah. On a lighter note, I started eating, eating cereal again. <laughs> Ooh, I, I was like almost thinking about having cereal earlier today. Yeah, I mean, my yeah. niece is basically around all the time, and so there's always cereal now. And like, I just, I really it's miss it. It's so I delicious. It. Yeah, I yeah. miss cereal. What kind of cereal have you been racking with? Um, Kashi... The wheat with a little bit of like powdered sugar on it. Oh, interesting. And then I put almonds. So it's like and a frosted flake kind of thing. No, it's like a wheat. It's like a, a wheat. Oh, like mini wheat. Yes. Like a frosted yes. mini wheat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that. And then I use my pea milk. Uh huh. And then I put almonds and some blueberries in it. It's really good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Frosted mini wheats are delicious. <laughs> I I rock with the fruity loops. No. <laughs> I love how that we're back Lucky to charms. yeah we're back to like uh, chippies and stuff like that <laughs> fruity loops. Um, no, when I'm going for like full dessert like junk food cereal, it's cinnamon toast crunch all oh, day every I day. Love it's cinnamon so delicious toast crunch. <laughs> and then my like slightly more responsible cereal choice is the multi-grain Cheerios, mm. which. There's like, you know, three different colors. There's like a rye one and a bar. I don't even know. But they have like the lightest kind of sweet coating on them. Mm. Unlike regular Cheerios. They're really, really good. It sounds delicious. Yes, they're fantastic. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to visit our website, www.hellongobypodcast.com for everything. Uh, the YouTube channel, by the way, kind of has a glow up. So go check out our YouTube channel. I've been pretty consistent about posting our videos from our um, podcast. They're just like short clips. Uh, we've got our sponsors. You can support V Fresh, which empowers other women. Um, we've got the link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, where you can support us directly. Yes. Find us on Instagram at underscore Leanna Joan, at the real Jared Rodriguez, at podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell a friend. And tag us in all of your stories. Yes. Okay, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.